Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. I know. <laughs> I was just I just needed to get different point of views because I'm like at my wits' ends with this with this child. And I, yeah, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Let me get some opinions from some other people before I knock this little boy out. That's what we here for. What's up, family? It's us again. <laughs> we back with another episode of Stirring the Pot. It's me, your girl, Sable Aurelia, and... And it's your girl, Plain Jane, just sitting here being real plain right now. <laughs> it, we were... No, it's so different not being able to see you. I know. It's a black screen. It's just, I can see you, though, so don't be digging in your nose. I know, right? <laughs> don't let me forget and be like... I've been doing all type of smacking mosquitoes and everything while I'm sitting right here. But um, you guys came in on us talking about ADHD because I'm trying to self-diagnose my son and I think he might just have it. But what triggered that topic, the conversation was posted if there was anyone who had, who shall have ADHD or have it and are they medicated or not medicated. And we had someone post that they don't even feel like ADHD exists. So I was asking Sable, how does she feel and what does she think about ADHD? So what? Do, how do you feel about that, Sable? I do think that it, it do exist. Like some kids are hyper. I don't think that medication should be the first thing that, I don't think medication should be the first thing anybody try for most things, especially like ADHD, because it is some behavior things that you like. Some people do are more hyper. Some people do have more energy. So I definitely believe that it exists. And I do think it's ways that you can manage it without medication. And I think that those should be exhausted before somebody just like run and throw their kids on that medication. Because when my little brother was on it, it all he did was like sleep. Yep. Like it make him, it made him a a zombie. That's what I keep hearing. Like even seeing me being a, a teacher, I see that. I see I've had a student who was overly hyper and just couldn't control himself, and he was put on medication, and he would have the most random mood swings ever it like I was in tears at one point Mm. because he was crying so bad he kept saying his head hurt one minute he'll be happy next he'll be just sitting there like he did next he's crying out the blue and Mm. I'm like I if that's the route I don't need to go I'm willing to try everything possible because I do think I think it exists but like you said I think it could be cured without medicine yeah kids are hyper after a certain age it's like, it's no excuse of the hyperness. Yeah, it's diet. Like, it's diet, too. You got to yes. think about the stuff that we put in our body. All that red dash number five and all of that shit. It does yeah. impact that kid's attention and their ability to control. They like, you know, so, so like the sugar, all of that. So I think it's diet and behavior stuff that definitely could be done before somebody say, here, let me give. And it, the dieting is is definitely the one that's probably the most struggle with my son because he he's a very picky eater and I can, like it's hard to find foods that, that he like that doesn't have mm. the dye and the artificial flavors and everything in it. What's his favorite but, foods? <laughs> McDonald's. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm guilty. I'm one of them mm-hmm. parents. It's very convenient. And so he does love he does love McDonald's and I'm really trying to cut it out. And he really like raviolis too ill. I don't see why, but he likes <laughs> stuff like that. But we he's starting to like peas. I know that's a random vet yeah peas, but he starting asking for peas. So I told I we've been trying different different things to do with him like we're gonna and he's gonna start basketball camp and then he'll be playing basketball so just different things before because I really don't I would hate to see my son walking around the house like a zombie and and just dead to the world so I I definitely feel like it's um different things you should try and do before you go the medication route but sometimes mm-hmm. it's is that's just what your child may need every child is different mm-hmm. i'm just opposed to it from seeing see actually seeing how children are on the medicine mm-hmm. so i just rather i rather not or whatever but it, the post just made me realize like that, that i once again i'm not the only one that's going through this struggle yeah. and, it, it, and it made me think about when you said well how well do we really know ourselves because had i known his daddy was adhd because <laughs> it ain't come for me because oh. <laughs> <laughs> i think i do think at times i do have adult adhd but i feel like that comes with life i'm not a hyper person but i mm-hmm. my attention span can be low if it's something definitely if it's something that i'm not interested yeah i'm saying same natural period like if it's something that's not interesting to you you're going to be dozed off or in another world but what made you think about how well do we really know each other like I mean no not know each other know ourselves I feel like that's something that's always in the back of my mind I think and well in hindsight most people who people who can can in in any situation make themselves a victim and I'm like, how the fuck can you do that? And then it all boils, I'm realizing it all boils down to a lack of self-awareness and a lack of how they play a part in they, the, they, the way they interact with each other, the conflict that they have in their life. Some people are, are constantly surrounded by conflict, but yet everybody else is the problem. And right. it's like, yo, the com- it's only the common denominator is you. But yeah, right, you right, can't right. see that. And then so now is me being aware of seeing that in other and just in general, we as people, we're no matter what, you're gonna have less insight about yourself than you do about the surrounding world about you. Cause it's harder to look inside than to be able to like just see what's right in front of you. Um so it's like a fear man that I'm gonna miss something and I'm like my own toxic ways and I try I do try to be aware and know that shit is just gonna be ways that I'm gonna be fucked up and that's just gonna be the way it is. But being aware of it and being able to communicate that to other people with in turn the fact that it's there doesn't make it's the it's the lack of awareness around those flaws, I think, not necessarily that they exist. Right. And I think people have a hard time admitting their flaws. And I think that's the thing that people need to really acknowledge the most. Like you will never be good to anybody if you ain't, you can't acknowledge that you fucked up and you can at least point out some of the ways that you fucked up. I think I struggle, and everyone struggle, but I think my main struggle, one of my main flaws is I always remember seeking first to understand than to be understood. So Mm. What that mean is like I I I'm hearing what I want to hear, 
and I'm mm. listening only to react. I'm not listening to take in what you're really saying. And I think that's something that I struggle with. And a lot of people probably struggle with because even when you're in an argument, you're not thinking about, oh, maybe he or her, she's right. You think right. about, oh, I'm about to get my point across just like you got your point across. So I think that's one of my main struggles. And that's one of my flaws that I feel like I, you need to work on that because you be so ready to react mm-hmm. and not think about what the person is saying or how that person is feeling i think i'm guilty of making myself the victim sometimes in in different situations because i just feel like you wrong and (laughs) i and it's (laughs) my feelings was hurt yes so you need to do something about it because i'm the victim here even when i'm the one wrong like it's hard to admit when you're in the wrong but so i've grown to be able to be like I was wrong damn I was fucked up I probably don't admit it half the time but I do sit back and reflect like oh okay you could have you could have got yourself you know together that one time (laughs) or you could have meant to apologize you know sometimes it's hard to do that Mm -hmm. but I think that goes with knowing yourself and, Mm -hmm. and learning things about yourself because no one no one can teach you who you are like and oh do you believe in in horoscopes like, yes, I, girl. Really, yeah, I struggle. Like, because some people I know we see those memes a lot. Like, stop blaming it on your horoscope. Yeah. Like, but, like, but it really do fit because me being a cancer. Yes, I'm a crybaby. We did mm-hmm. the personality test today. I don't know if anybody ever did a personality test, but <laughs> we was actually joking about it because they kept using these big old words. Yeah. <laughs> It really was like kind of accurate. Like I was trying to answer the questions honestly because I Same. definitely wanted like really what not what they wanted to hear. Like ooh, like um, let me put this answer so so it don't make me be this person. But it said mm-hmm. I'm an introvert, which I am. But it's actually something that's in the middle. And I think as I'm getting older, mm-hmm. I'm getting more to that. I can't think of what it is, and I think I actually mentioned it. When I was on the episode with you and Sean. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but I, I remember you mentioning it. I don't remember what the name I don't, was. I have to Google it. But I think I am more of, depending on the situation, I'm mm-hmm. the crowd, I'm more of an introvert or the in the middle, whatever that may be. But it's, it, it was saying that I act on feelings. And I do because I I take, if, if I'm upset, so for example, my job pissed me off. I was ready to walk off instead of thinking of the long-term effect that it could have on me. My thoughts was, fuck this job. I don't mm-hmm. need this job. Fuck everybody at this job. I'll find <laughs> me another job instead of thinking like, well, damn, Raven, you ain't going to get no check this this um pay period. Mm-hmm. How long is it going to take for you to, like, instead of thinking of the long-term mm-hmm. effect, you know what I'm saying? So taking a personality test, that definitely helped me, like, open up my eyes. Like, dang, this really is um how you are and everything but I also wanted to do I wonder how accurate is ancestry because I do want to know me too I know my family is mixed with a whole bunch of shit like a whole bunch I really would want to know me too I I bet you got a very interesting thing I want to too but before we get to that because I definitely want to get into that that's a huge important part of knowing yourself the personality thing I and the horoscopes I definitely believe in horoscopes and people who be like that's bullshit don't understand the fact that we are our bodies is mostly water and if the moon can cause typhoons and shit 
tsunamis, it affects the water, the, the moon that we're born under impacts us, which is in turn, I like zodiac signs. And so I know moon signs. If you tell me what time you were born, I can find your moon chart for you. I did man's and man's was very accurate. So stuff like that, the moon, my moon chart, where personality test mass was like spot on. It says that I'm bossy and that I am intuitive and I feel feelings in, introverted, but really romantic. And I like would agree with all of that. But I've also done personality tests at work that were specific to work, which were like really good mm -hmm. and really good for helping you know how to work on a team and work with other with your leadership. So we did one that was called like the leadership compass where you figure out like what type of leader are you? Do you lead through feelings, which was or like through feelings and relationships, which is the type of leader that I am. Do you lead through like strictly facts? This is black and white this is what everything is are you more analytical are you more big picture like it just tells you about yourself so that you know how like where you fall in and somebody you know how to communicate with people who fall in other places so i do think it's important to like figure out something some way so you find some language to how to communicate how you are and with the ancestry i think like my dad asked my mom, I think the moment he knew he wanted to like fuck her, he asked her if she had sickle cell trait. And cause he got sickle cell trait. And if two people with the trait have a baby, it's more likely that they have sickle cell. Mm -hmm. And so his dad has sickle cell and actually died from going through sickle cell crises. So he like, I feel like he was just like, yeah, I'm so, let me make sure she, yeah. uh, in case I'm ready to risk it all. Um, and I think a lot of people don't think about that. Sean, I've known him since we were 14. And I just found out a couple months ago that he got sick of sale trait. Wow. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Because like, how many, you don't talk about that. But I think some people, how many people I want to know, they test all black babies for it. But I wonder how many people know if they got it, if their parents talk to them about it. And how many people know their other family like medical history, where the other run, you know, all black folks like diabetes, high blood pressure, all that shit. But when you think about it, that's because of our diets. Yes, definitely. My daughter had to be, they thought she was going to have the sickle cell trait when she was born. So she had to get like tested for that and everything. I think, like you said, I think they do test the kids, but she had to do like some extra tests because something had came back in her blood. So that is definitely important. I was definitely scared because she was also so bright that she thought they thought she had jaundice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Corey, do Corey or you get six cell train? No, that's oh. why we were like, wait a minute. And I know he probably was like, wait a minute, is this my the main right. thing? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? But it was like a it was like a something with her blood count or something that it was like a misunderstanding with the hospital. And I'm like, yeah, y'all better fix that for y'all had this man in here throwing chairs and his right. <laughs> I ain't got sickle cell. Where where the hell sickle cell come from? <laughs> but what? yeah, that's that's definitely I think that's you hit the hammer with the nail. Um people need to start knowing who they who they out here sleeping with. Because yeah. like you said, if it, if it's two people who yeah, sickle cell, have a baby, that baby has sickle cell. You know what I'm saying? So you have to start not only know yourself, but know who you who you land in the yeah. bed That's probably a whole nother topic. Like but cause, whole but we I think 
when you don't know yourself, you you rule how you don't even know why you choosing the people you choose to lay Ooh. with. And in a lot of ways, yeah. you choose to have babies with. Like you you don't like I some people don't even realize you choosing the same nigga over and over and over. Just the same type of different stripes, same type of different stripes, because you ain't like the lesson. You ain't figured out what it is about you that is attractive they attracted to and what is it about them that you are attracted to right and so i feel like that comes with you knowing yourself it's like no they not finding you that kind i think that's uh, it tends to be like that victim that learned helplessness that victim mentality all niggas know it ain't all niggas ain't shit some of these niggas is some shit the niggas you choosing ain't shit and it's a reason why yes so that comes with looking again inside that comes with doing some work that and that's hard because again, it's gonna be acknowledging your bullshit. You gotta acknowledge your bullshit in order to be able to, to accurately demand something real from somebody else. Cause you're gonna keep dealing with bullshit until you learn how to deal with your own. That's, I'm glad you said that because I was gonna ask you. <laughs> Is there a limit to how many baby daddies you can have? And I know y'all <laughs> probably like, what the hell does this have to do with knowing yourself? But the reason I ask that because there are some women who mm -hmm. are out here and every time you turn around, they're pregnant. Okay, I, I am so for having babies, have having kids you want to. Yes. But it's by different men. Yeah, like, and none of them ain't shit from what I can tell, right? Um. You know, people love to post their lives on Facebook yeah. and every post is niggas ain't shit. I'm a good woman. Uh, fuck these niggas. Niggas trying to sleep <laughs> with my friends. Mm -mm. This is like seven years in seven different baby daddies. Mm -mm. So here's my thing with that is you must don't know yourself if you keep picking these not nothing ass niggas. Say it. If they, these same niggas keep doing the exact same thing to you, to their defense, maybe you're the problem. Yeah. Figure out what's going on with yourself before you try and be a, a wife, a girlfriend to somebody else. And so you got all these kids. Oof. Yes. And, and how does that look as a mother? You got all these kids, all these different men, half the... 90% of the men, love the way you put it, are not shit. So that means they're not active in their children's lives or are they just not shit to you? And mm. and, and it, it just makes mm. you think like what, what what's the problem? Like you have to know what is wrong. What's the what fix yourself before you try yes. and be with somebody else. Yeah. You're the, you're the problem, sis. I'm try I'm sorry to put it that way like not taking It's the truth though. It could be something that they've done, but it's something that you, your self-confidence, your self-esteem, something is, mm -hmm. is your mentality. Like, who are you surrounding yourself around? Who's uplifting you? Who, who do you really know yourself well enough to know what type of man you even mm. like? Or you just liking the man that's, 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 that's smiling. Who like you, face. give you attention. Exactly. And giving you that little bit of attention, because you know we women we all need our attention and we all get flattered by the attention but it makes mm -hmm. you think like learn yourself before you try and be with somebody else because you're gonna end up with seven different baby daddies or eight nine ten however many you decide and mm -hmm. i get it it's your body and you may be against abortions but condoms don't cost that much sis like birth you control out condoms you like, got other options <laughs> and babies are not gonna keep a man if that's what shows 
your whole plan is maybe if I have a baby around me and keep them around, it's not sus. It's gonna keep them away. It's gonna make it worse. If anything, it's gonna make it way worse because you're gonna find out who both of y'all really are. And that's a horrible way to figure out who somebody really is. You bring a child into this world. Yep. And to find out you it's so many signs that they wasn't shit before you got the child involved <laughs> yeah right and it just makes you think like you got to get yourself together I, I was going somewhere with that with the whole figuring yourself out but like I said I mean I can't sit here and and judge outside I'm just outside looking in and I'm only going based off of what you put on Facebook True. so Right. If it could be more to the story, but it's just it's not a good look when you on here dogging these men and then next week you so in love and then next week fuck these niggas and then like it it's just figure 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 your own shit out. Yeah. I I think we have like a this false sense of like I want to say adulthood, but it's something else where it's like, okay, now we like basically done. You you know, when you a kid, you figuring shit out. You know, when you a teenager, you figuring like who you are. And now when you adult, you probably feel like you know more of who you are, but it, it should be like a lifelong quest of being like self-correcting of reflecting, of trying to just be better, trying to figure out your cycles, your patterns. Like it's, I, well, I really do believe once you figure out yourself, the world, it it follows. Like, you feel more content in the world because nobody could tell you shit. Once you know, the problem is that people's sense of self is so weak that anybody can tell them who they is. I think black people's sense of blackness is so weak. It's so fragile, which is why we get so sensitive about how we portray in the media because they only portray us a certain way. And we don't have a really strong sense of self already. And right. so it's so, it's such a like sore nerve. And I think that could be applied to black people in general and as individuals. Like the more you don't know who you are or you feel disconnected from you, it's easier for other people to sway you or to define you and for, yeah. to make you feel uncomfortable in your own skin. I agree. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And it made me, it also made me think about, because as I'm getting older and figuring my, my own shit out, you, when you start figuring out um, yourself, everything else is like a, 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 a opener for you. And what I mean by that is like, you start picking up people vibes, mm -hmm. people, when people's energy is off. Yes. When people energy off, you feel it and you just yes. like, I, I just can't be in this environment right now or I got to yes. go in my own space. Like, so when you, you, when you, when you figure out who you are and as you get, you start being around people that you could just see that's negative or even the positive people, it, it's, it's, it clicks mm -hmm. better. It clicks, it clicks in your head better. Like, oh shit, like, I don't like that negative energy. I need to keep this toxic intoxicness away from me yes. and everything. So but definitely figuring out, like, what's toxic to you? What's yes. what's a trigger for you? What's a negative vibe for you? Because what's maybe a negative vibe for me, Sable may not be a negative vibe True. for you. You know what I'm saying? True. So it, that shows that everyone's different. But how would I know what's my negative vibe if I or negative energy that I surround myself around if I don't know myself? You know what yeah. I'm saying? I can't sit here and say, well, I don't like people who don't listen to Kendrick Lamar or something like that. 
and not know like well what do I like about Kendrick Lamar you know what I'm saying if that make I hope that makes sense because it's Kendrick Lamar probably wasn't a good example to use but I'm just saying like the type of people that you should surround yourself around how do you know I think another uh our families the one we don't know much about our family history and then it's so much fucked up shit within the families that we connected with sometimes. Not all the time. Not everybody comes from super fucked up shit, but everybody got some shit, you know. But I think when you don't learn how to decipher, because your parents is how you learn how to love. So when that is kind of toxic or kind of fucked up or iffy, it kind of fucks up with how you love romantically and how the relationships play out in your life. So, shit, again, that comes with knowing, being able to identify that shit, knowing that you can still say that you love your parent, grandparent, uncle, auntie, or whatever, whatever, but acknowledge that they may have, it may have been toxic or the relationship or something may have, it may be some toxicity there. But, and then understanding that even that shit come from somewhere and that's fucked up because we don't know. We don't know why. How, how far back can you go? Oh, well, you you know your great-grandma was still around, so. Yeah, yeah. But uh, before we even touch on how far, uh, you you definitely, something that you said stood out to me was as with the parents thing. Parents, I think, like, personally for me, I, I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't have any self-identity because my mom identified who I was, if that makes sense. She mm. created what I was or how I should have been, the what I needed to do. And I, I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on that is, because, for example, what I like, if it wasn't something that she agreed with, like, say, for instance, I wanted to cut my hair short. No, you don't cut your hair short. You don't look right. That's not gonna look right on you. Not saying this is this is just an example. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't. I'm just saying right. this is like something that could have happened. You don't don't do that. And I now I'm battling with myself. Like, well, damn, maybe I don't need to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. Wear long hair. Now to this day, I'm scared to cut my hair because for one, I'm scared of what my mom's gonna think about it here. Almost right. 30 years old. And then I'm scared of what other people, or hell, it might just not look right. But instead of me sitting here saying, oh, um, let me create my own identity as far as I'm going to rock a short haircut because that's what I want to do. That's who I am. Short hair is me. Short hair defines me. Parents like definitely play that major role on creating who their Mm. kids are. But as we get older, we create, you have to start creating your own identity. You can't live the life that your parents want you to live. And I think that's where our parents are so used to their parents wanting to have, have their life for them. So it's like once again, breaking that curse, breaking Mm. that cycle that black people continue to go through Mm -hmm. because we don't know how to do things on our own. We always have people thinking for us, Mm. even Mm. generation, generation, generation. We don't know how to think outside the box and that that box is our family. We don't know how to think, we don't know how to be different because we so, they so used to things being one way. Like when my cousin was like the first gay person, oh, only gay, I should say, person in the family. Mm. And that was like a frowned upon. Like now, a thing like back when gays wasn't like popping as much as it is now, like not popping, but more like known and open. Yeah. Like open oh, is yeah. a word. 
And um, so it was like, a, oh, she's marrying a woman or she's with a woman. Uh-uh. Like, so she stepped outside of that norm and did what felt what was comfortable for her. Mm-hmm. Well, she she fell in love with a woman. You can't help who you fall in love with. Yeah. You know, after being with a man for so long, two adult kids, and then just falling for a woman. That's who mm-hmm. she chose. But then you're so used to the norm is being men and women. So that's what I'm, that's what my family want to see. You know, so my cousin mm. first want to get married. No, I take that back. The cousin who married a woman is the first one to get married. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? There's, it's just that we have to learn how to think outside of the box and break these cycles and curses that our parents and their parents and then their parents have put on them. So mm-hmm. I just had to touch on when you said the whole parents thing yes. becomes, the parents becomes, and it, it gets toxic like you have to learn it when does. to break, break away from your parents sometimes yeah it's that's definitely true and it's like it sucks because i think parent it's i learned ever since i learned this i'm like yes it's called ambiguous loss and it's like grieving ambiguous loss and i think parents need to learn to grieve the loss of like the life that they saw for their kids because at the end of the day their kids is people and they, they are sometimes allow it to interfere with their relationship with their kids instead of just embracing the fact that this is a person with their own thoughts, they man, they gonna stumble, you just there to like be a safety net, not a bungee cord. Like don't prevent them from falling. Be there to catch them and dust them off and pick them back up. Right. And so because that's the only way that's really is the only way that you is gonna learn like failure is such a like experience and failure is such a good teacher and my I'm starting clinical supervision for my to get my license and my clinical supervisor was like she said it's a right to fail we we shouldn't rob our clients of a right to fail and I love the way she put that which is like you robbing them a right from a right to learn. You robbing them from a right to take accountability for their actions, to grow, to take this as a like learning experience. Like they're an adult. Like yes, I know you feel like it's so much that we can do to help them, but it's nothing we can do if they don't first learn to help themselves. Right. And you, right. we have to learn how to again, you know, learning yourself, learning the strength that you have, seeing that even when it seems like you don't have it. Yeah. And that and then also that just made me think too, touching on the parents thing. We were just I was just having a conversation with Corey about Jordan and how um like the different things that we're gonna try because I do think he may have ha- fuck it, he has ADHD. But I like I said, I don't know. I'm not professionally capable of saying what he does to diagnose him but he definitely have the signs and the symptoms mm-hmm. and he was like well maybe we should go the route that of my mom and I'm like well what's that well my mom used to beat my ass when I was got in trouble in school <laughs> black folks. Like, I said I said no that's the problem I said I don't want my son to fear me yeah, I don't want my yeah. son to think the only way he the only reason he needs to be good in school so his mama don't whoop his ass i want him to go to school because he likes school and he wants to learn now yes. it's gonna be it's not gonna be perfect days every day but i mm-hmm. refuse to sit there and abuse because that's what happened to me 
that's what happened yeah. to him obviously that's what happened to a lot of black kids like in our generation is ass whooping is the cure to everything every fucking so thing yeah like out of him the, he don't yeah. know his homework the like crying if you're crying i'm gonna beat you some more so you can stop crying like what the fuck is wrong with us and the first thing i see because my son is a cancer and he's definitely sensitive and it's it's I, I I get frustrated with him because he is definitely a fucking crybaby. But I also tell him before when I before I get frustrated, it's like it's okay for you to cry, but you don't have to be so fucking dramatic. Yeah. And you don't have to be so loud. Like I'm it's okay for you to be upset, but you don't have to do this. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna whoop you while you crying to make you cry some more. That defeats <laughs> the purpose. And that's what our parents used to do. Keep crying, I'm gonna give you something to cry about. I'm crying because you just whooped my ass. You, know? <laughs> you already gave me something to cry yeah, about. Like, what, what more do you need? So I'm like, okay, yeah, like I told, said before, whooping does nothing to my son. Like, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't. It just makes him resent us. Mm-hmm. And it makes him jump when I lift my hand. I don't want him scared of me. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's what it is. He's got pop. So anytime he thinks that I'm lifting my hand, he's going to get whooped. So that's mm-hmm. what you got to, you, I don't, you shouldn't want that for your child. Yeah. You I wouldn't want that. want that. And I think we talked about this before in uh, me and Sean and the parenting thing. It's like, we do that. Everything. It's like a lack of communication skills. Like you can't communicate why you telling them not to do this thing or they can't so you whoop them instead of explaining to them like kids are people like you have to explain to them now not, like I said I don't have kids so I'm not saying I'm not gonna whoop my kids because I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do right but I'm saying that no matter what at the core of everything is like the communication part the part of correcting the behavior telling them what they should do and explaining to them why whatever it was that they did was wrong or inappropriate or disrespectful or just being explaining as much explaining as you can for kids because when you think from little they first things is why what's that why 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 so if you just explain to kids what's going on or what happened it helps them now listen or viewers don't get it twisted i i think uh, sometimes you do need a good ass whooping but yeah that's what i say i know i ain't gonna say yeah after the after and it and i'm not an ass whooping and an ass beating is two different things like i'm not beating my child so please don't come looking for me or try and take me to jail for my parenting skills (laughs) but i am like it's sometimes you gotta pick up a belt i'm not saying pick up a bat you know what I'm saying? But after you whoop, like you said, say, well, you have to explain it to because he's going to be like, what am I getting a whooping for? What did I do? You have to explain things to kids. And as we reflect every, every day, like after talking to his teacher, I asked him how his day was, what could you have done differently? What do you, what'd you do to, how'd you mm-hmm. get a staff? Hey, singing, like you have to have these conversations with these kids because I get upset when people say you need to be good. You stop being bad. tell me what does good look like what does bad look like so you have to explain to kids because they're my son is perfectly capable of understanding and tell you everything that he did that day that he knew he had no business doing Mm -hmm. so when you have these conversations with the kids it'll it will be less need of a belt I what hurt belts don't hurt my son taking his game taking his tv time that's what hurt him so mm-hmm. you have to figure out the balance between the two. Now, don't use as whooping as because you're upset. 
And yes. I and I, I mm. I'm a, I'll, I'll admit in the beginning I will whoop him because I'm upset. Okay, I'm upset. He don't know what he did, so mm-hmm. I'm just whooping him because I'm upset now. And now, okay, he's crying and he goes and do it the next day. What did that solve? You know what mm. I'm saying? So you have to have those conversations. And I think if our parents would have had more conversations mm. with us, we wouldn't we wouldn't have to worry about breaking that generational curse so much. Yeah, like if they would have did a little bit more breaking curses. They did in some ways, I guess. But, but think about how how much better our communication skills will be too. Oof, yes, yes, I that's suck, all of us. I suck with expressing my feelings. I mm-hmm. have to take in order to get my point across and which is like why doing this podcast is like me going against not going against but breaking like what am I trying to say me stepping out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. because I don't like to talk and I'm a teacher I don't like to talk but the way that I express myself is like through text or writing it down so think about if I was because like I told Corey when we first got together I don't like to argue because I'm scared of arguing. I'm I'm so used to going into my shell because when you getting yelled at and you told to be quiet all the time, mm-hmm. that's all you know. So when you get the opportunity to speak your mind and really express how you feel, you don't know how because yeah. you told to be quiet and shut up. And if you say if you whatever you say in response, you're talking back. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's just think about if our parents gave us those like just communicated with us a little bit better mm-hmm. we will have those better communication skills and be able to communicate with other people how we feel what we're thinking yeah so I don't like that I do like that you know what I'm saying just mm-hmm. just just those basic communication skills yeah and I think we forget that that's that's how the kids learn them we learn they learn them from us and it's we Kids do more of what you you do than what you say. So it's modeling it by actually having a conversation with them. And I think that's because we are, like you all just said so much about like how you've grown and you've realized and stuff about yourself and the shit you're trying, you're working on and trying to change. And that's just that, that in and of itself is already the work that needs to be done for Jordan and Zoe to be better at it. They are already getting it from you doing the work yourself. They are already going to get those skills so that they are already going, when they have their kids, it's going to be already, that's not even the thought about it. Right. Right. Yep. So that, that goes back to the whole ancestry thing. Have you did ancestry before? No, I haven't. So my family is so, to me interesting and complicated and I would love to learn more about it interestingly enough yes I have lived with my mama all of my life and but I know more about my father's side of the family because mama I think believe because the my mom's side is so kind of just so fucked up so my grandma dad when I was young she was like I was like two so I never really knew her but like I hear stories about her and all of that and I never knew like her mother or anything about that. My mama have mentioned her briefly before, but like I don't know much about them. 
But my dad was raised by his grandmother. And so I used to go visit every Christmas and I stayed with them. So my great-grandmother was around and her grandmother was a slave because my grandma was 101 when she passed away. So I actually got to like hear stories that she got to hear from her grandmother about being a slave. And then my grandma literally saw the world change from being a little girl who grew up in the South who wasn't able to go to school past the eighth grade to seeing the first Black president. So that connection, I feel like, makes me feel so... That's what people, people I get Afrocentric and you so pro-Black and you just got, like, the vibe is, and I'm just like... I feel like that connection to my family makes me just love my Blackness my people even more and that's like why I love like trying to just like help us and I feel like I wish that I could know more about my mama's side and my family in general and I wish everybody had that because like oh yeah I asked early how far back can you go on either side oh yeah well yeah. <laughs> well first of all my daddy ain't shit um, yeah so we ain't bring his side up as my great grandmother who just passed, um, I think you want to say two years ago, God rest her soul, my angel. Mm-hmm. Um, she she would tell us little stories about, you know, her growing up and how she's from the South. And she would, I want to say Tennessee, maybe Tennessee, I have to look, because reading her obituary, I learned a lot that I didn't know about her. Um, mm-hmm. Like her real name, we always thought her name was Louise, but her name was like Mary. So like mm. it, it just taught me a lot about her. How she she was one of them. She grew up. Uh, she was born in 1929. So she was telling us how she would have to um, clean, and she was pretty much a a slave, but she was fairer skinned, so they mm. would let her in the house. Yeah. So she would go clean for people and look after their kids and stuff like that, and they trusted her to do that, and that's how she would work as she mm. got older and everything and then she came to Chicago or whatever the case may be. But I don't know I don't feel like I know enough about yeah. my family history. Like I everyone say you mix, you mix and I'm like, no, I'm black. Like yeah. I don't my mom had okay, my my grandma was a Cherokee Indian. Her I wanna say her mom was like white in in India. Like it was so much in our bloodline mm. because my mom's mom is Cherokee and, and whatever her people mix with, but my mom's dad is like half Philippine, half black. So we got so much going mm. through our bloodline yeah. that I wanna know like what the yeah. fuck like because I know it's something you can look at my the the pigment of the skin and tell this is some kind of mixture yeah. <laughs> going there. But I would like to know exactly what, so I could share that with my kids. Like yeah. your great great grandmother this and did this, and then even just had that historic history conversation about oh, this is what happened during that time. You know what I'm saying? So. Is I definitely would want to see. I just want to like stuff like on the internet kind of scares me because I don't Same. know how accurate it is. And I would love to see the reviews that he, if from people who have, may have did ancestry or any of those um, websites that yeah. tell you a little more about your background. Because I think it's one specifically for Black people. I swear I wrote, what's his name? Henry Louis Gates, whoever do know your heritage and he be finding 
the celebrities thing. Like you should really pull for me for free, man. But he ain't never <laughs> right back. <laughs> so, but I think I will really want to like what you think about us doing it for like like in like for Christmas. We do our things. Find one that we both feel okay trusting. Read and the result. <laughs> huh? I said and read the results. Well, like, we read the results and then we could talk about whatever we would want to talk about on the show. But yeah, I think that's a good idea because I definitely, I definitely want to learn sooner mm-hmm. than later. I'm about to be 30 years old. I shouldn't be 30 and not know anything about my my family history or anything and that goes even with so when you go to the doctor and they ask you all those questions like um does this go in your family this 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 like I always check no because I'm not aware like you know and that's I feel like that's important for you to even know like your family health history because I need to know to be able to explain to my kids as they get older okay this our great grandmother had this so it's a chance you may have this or your kids may have it or you know what I'm saying so just knowing you gotta you you definitely gotta do the research and learn about yourself and learn who you are and even if you have to figure out who your family are because you could be related to somebody and you don't even know yeah mama but I wonder do they tell you all that they can well they can tell you yeah who your some of your relative is because I was gonna say my mom she know who her dad is. Like she met him like a couple times, but she don't know who he is. He was married at the time and he has kids. So she always, a fear is like, she, I could be fucking my brother, cousin, something. And I have no fucking clue. Right, and that's right. what happens. It will, especially like when it's that like a father, like she don't know her, her father. And it's right here in the city, Chicago, black folks are so fucking small. Right. So it's like that, that, crazy freak shit could happen stuff like that but then like you said the not only physical health stuff but mental health stuff runs in families conditions runs in families um one thing that i liked about when he did on know your heritage when he reported back to them is he pointed out like character shit that he noticed like ambition yo yo great great grandma on first black to own land first to do this like people we all have to come from greatness because to survive slavery and endure and get us here is like so strong, so much strength in that and of itself. So we have, it's, I think we would have a more sense of pride. We would have more sense of like realizing that we're more strong. We're stronger than we realize. And I think it would definitely help us like know ourselves, feel more centered in ourselves to get to know as a people and individually to get to know our history it yeah. sucks that we have to seek this out it should be fucking free for all black people because like, we didn't choose to not know this shit right, <laughs> right. you got hey, you got a point there and then it, <laughs> i'm like if i know a little bit more about my family history watch well let them say i'm from the tribe of wakanda forever I'm, y'all about to see me on facebook <laughs> with my dashiki, my black yeah. house, like, yeah, right. <laughs> they gonna be like, it's the whitest, the whitest black person that's out there talking about power to the people, like, man, <laughs> uh, we, uh, I didn't choose Planet Rock, Planet Rock, 
Hey, my one of my favorites, Angela Davis. She yeah, likes represent. What's that quote from Dovia Menace? One fish, fish two, two fish, fish red, red fish, blue fish. I'm gonna be like, I I plain right. <laughs> now she name is really plain Jane. Like, go on, Karen. <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, I definitely. I, I'm down with that. Say, well, that could be our Christmas gifts to ourselves is figuring out where we came from. And we definitely going to share that with you guys and and get into Like when we find, find something that works for us, we going to share it with you so you can do it. And we, yeah. we cheat. So we ain't about to be spending no hundreds of bucks trying to figure it out. Because right. I just um, Google my name real quick and see what, <laughs> what comes up. <laughs> and then I'll let y'all know. But I wanted the end. I wanted the end that we touched on so much with like figuring out yourself about. And I'm gonna keep y'all um, posting on if my son, what if he progressed or not, because I know it's probably a lot of women who's going through the same thing as me, trying to figure out having they getting tired of 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 hearing they teach child's teachers mouth about your child can't sit still on the rug. And he's like, well. I'm gonna get good grades. Like, that's not the problem. You smarter than shit. Just sit your ass down. Like, just sit down or whatever. But in, in, in other nigga news, how do you feel about this whole Trump being impeached? You think it's gonna happen? I really don't. Yeah, I don't do you think? I don't oh. know. And, and I was asked, I was asked about it. And I always, my whole when I don't know nothing about something, I'm going to tell you, like, I don't know enough about yeah. the topic to speak on it. Because mm-hmm. I don't want us to get the speaking facts or mm-hmm. fiction. And then, then they come back to, well, that's not what happened. So I don't know enough about politics to speak on it. Would I want it to happen? Hell to the motherfucking yes. Absolutely um, right. Is it going to happen? I highly doubt it. Because if they was going to get this man out of office, they would have got him out of office a long, long, long time ago. Yeah, this um, for sure, I, I think. Become, it actually, yeah, it actually came up that he might win again. I wouldn't be shocked the way I wouldn't uh, be shocked at all. It's going. So shocked at this at point, all. I'm just like, I'm living like day by day and hoping for the best. And that's all you really can do at this point. <laughs> for real. I believe Bernie went, just went to the hospital or something. I read somewhere he went to the hospital, something there, happened with him. So. Right. The great white height. A lot of people was like geek because I guess Joe Biden is running too, but it's a lot behind him that I didn't even know. I was just geek that anybody but Trump was gonna be in the office. But yeah, I don't care. Like I, I'm never gonna be excited about anybody because all of this shit is fuck corrupted. It's corrupted. <laughs> Politics are corrupted. So Sick. no matter because you saw what happened when they put Obama in the office, like it's. It, yeah, yeah, we got the first black man, but a lot of people say, what did he really do? And I felt like mm. they wanted him to come in and be super saver, and it, mm. it wasn't, it was already so fucked up. Right, like but you in eight years fixed the centuries of fucking horror. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think of news that I, I can think of if if Trump gonna be impeached or not, we'll stay tuned. We'll figure out. I guess they get starting the process, but I, in my opinion, no, it's not gonna happen. I don't think. But so. as we always say, you want to be a guest? Let us know. Hit us up. 
we trying to have our first guest very soon and yes. um we doing real good with post i gotta get more active with posting with to the social media but we got we got some stuff in the works for you guys so just like we said stick with us stay tuned and we'll catch y'all on the next episode all right peace peace <laughs>